You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Okay, this is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And um, today I'm doing an episode uh, in celebration of Cuck Week. And for those of you who don't know, it's a week-long celebration with a lot of different uh, presenters, whether it's blog posts or podcast episodes or live events where we're all just talking about the many different uh, facets of of the cuckolding lifestyle. And what I wanted to talk about was the dynamic between the bull and the husband. You know, what what makes a good one, you know, the ins and outs of it, why it's so important. And I have joining me uh, four, you know, very good friends of mine who happen to be husbands in the lifestyle. Um, so I have, I'll, I'll just refer to you all as your initials. You can, when I introduce you, you can say what you want to be addressed as, but I have S... Would you say hi to everybody? Hey, everybody. I'm S. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I got two S's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm S. Uh, uh, GTA Hotwife's uh, S. Um, I'm her cuckold. So from Twitter, anyway. So um, that would be me. Uh, the other uh, the other S. I and, I, and I have the other S here. Sorry. <laughs> the other S is uh, the cuckold of real cuckolding. The half of real cuckolding on Twitter. All right. And also I have P. Won't you introduce yourself, P? I'm fine with going with that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and won't you let everybody know who your goddess is? Uh, Ms. Baja. Okay. And then lastly but not least, we have R. Yes, and I am a cuckold of Fun 40s HW, Goddess M. Welcome, welcome, guys. So thank you for, for taking time out of your out of your night to, to, to be here with me and talk about this this topic. Uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was, like I just said earlier, there are three different dynamics at play in, in a cuckold dynamic where you have the one that's obviously talked about the most is the one that exists between the husband and the wife. And then you have the one that exists between uh, the wife and her bull. And the third one uh, is the dynamic that exists between uh, the husband and the bull. And that's the one that I feel doesn't get the amount of attention that it deserves because of how important it is and how much it can actually help uh, the overall dynamic. So that's what we're going to, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I guess where I'll start with you guys, and I'm just going to kind of go clockwise. So I'm going to start with you, uh, Mr. Gibson shirt S (laughs) and I want to, I want to start this off a little rough. And what I mean by that is I want to ask you, it bothers you when bulls do blank. Um, I want you to fill in those blanks, whether it's one thing or a multitude of things, just what are some of the things that you encounter that bulls do that bothers you? It can either make you mad or just irritate you a little bit, but just, well, you know what? I, I, I'll be honest, I've been pretty lucky because most of the bulls we've ever had have been um, 
really good. Um, and they, they've always kind of understood that I'm kind of important in, in the whole dynamic. Um, but if I had to think of something that would annoy me, um, is, is more so if a bull, uh, ignored me or just tried to avoid that I'm part of the equation, I think that would probably annoy me. Um, but like I said, most of the, most of the bulls we've ever had have always been inclusive. So it's just more so something to that effect. Um, um, you know, it's hard to say, like, because like I said, like most of the ones we've ever had have always been pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if if they didn't want to involve me or they were just, you know, trying to kind of sideswipe me all the time, that, that would probably be one. Okay, same same question to you, uh, S of, of Real Cut Coding. It, it, it bothers you or irritates you when bulls do blank? My answer is similar in a way because we've also been very, very lucky and, and most uh, of the men that, that D is with are very respectful and figure, you know, like really try. But, but I think what bothers me the most, there's kind of two parts of this. One is when they don't ask any questions at all, which... It, it, um, which not because I'm obviously a factor in our in the relationship and the and the overall dynamic, but the way we play, I, it's like nothing has to come through me at all. Like that's just not where we are or how we play. But when they don't ask any questions to figure that out. And, and just make an assumption like I saw some porn and so you're this kind of couple or I, you know, I talked to your wife for like two minutes and I figured this much out, but no one's asked us like, how do you play? What is his role? What is their role? It, curiosity is exciting for both of us. And when someone is curious, it gives us a sense that they want to get to know us. And we were, we were chatting a little bit to call back to something before you, you were recording, but uh, there's a, you talk about like small talk with the husband, small talk with the wife. We all of our best relationships are people that we consider to be friends. Like we're friends with them, and when it's just natural, everything flows. Like all the different parts of what we like, D and I like together. We like with somebody else, or with who she's with, all kind of flows. And so, if you don't ask questions, you don't try and get to know us. Uh, you just don't know. It's also like a fit thing. Like maybe the way, maybe the things that excite us aren't the things that excite you. And so, let's not let's not have a bunch of friction over those things. Let's talk early and figure out what they are. And again, like nothing, nothing works for me. She dates on her own or with me and all kinds of things happen. But I think for me, it's people who won't ask questions first. Okay. Uh, going, going clockwise. How about you R? Yeah, no, I think it's very similar to what you said. It's, you know, M has had me screen, um, you know, just about everyone that we've met. And the ones that didn't make it through to meeting her, it was the lack of respect for us as a couple. I, I think that is the, the paramount thing for us is you have to respect the couple dynamic. And I think the other piece is, you know, even if someone does make it, you better respect our time. I mean, we're all busy. You know, we have a family. We have requirements. If you don't respect our time, that's it. You're, you're done. There's no second chances. Okay. And how about you, P? Anything you want to add? Well, I, I, again, it's going to be very similar, but it, it was funny for us because I don't think we were on this road until she was playing with someone who turned out to be a bull, right? Who drew me into the equation when I had not been that spoiled us for a number of the guys that we 
tried to meet since and kind of recreate that situation is exactly what, what the other guys have been saying. It's okay. I'm a bull big air quotes, mm-hmm. but bull means you understand the dining. If nothing else, okay. We, we can all put our definition, to it. but it means there's three people in this situation, not two. So don't tell me you're a bull, but then be trying to figure out a way to be alone with her. And I'm not in the equation in whatever way that looks, right? Is whether that's you're there, whether it's you're involved, whether you're getting a photo, whether you're getting, but don't say you're a bull and not have an understanding that there's three people in this dynamic, not two. Okay. Now, one of the things that I wanted to, to, to bring to this conversation was, like I said, to have it talk about that dynamic that exists between the bulls and the husbands. And so I wanted to represent uh, the bull side. Hi. Hey, there she is. <laughs> Don't look too close. I am not camera ready. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not recording any video, but the that's, audio that's is. That's what he recorded. said, so I'm like, okay, I'll come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Thanks for popping in. Absolutely. But as I was saying, I, I wanted to represent, you know, because I wanted this to be an honest conversation about from from both sides. And as a as a bull, I always try to engage the husbands. And what happens sometimes, because every every time is, is 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 not a hit. Every, you know, some husbands it can be like, you know, it can be like pulling teeth um and and, and trying to talk to them. And sometimes when you talk to them, It'll be like unless you're talking specifically about something sexual, the conversation doesn't really flow, you know, and the best relationships I've had with husbands are the ones who are just are you're able to engage with, you know, you're able to talk about, you know, a wide variety of things. And as a bull, it's very helpful because it gives you insight into their dynamic. You know, what else do they enjoy? Because the things that you learn from him gives you more stuff to talk with her about and deepen your connection with her because you're getting information from him, whether it's a movie that they saw or a show that they went to or a trip that they took. Like there, there, there will be things that you can learn just by talking to him that you might not think to ask her you know, so I've always found the husbands to be a um, a limitless source of, of information, you know, especially when you consider that, you know, this, this is not a vanilla relationship. This is not the kind of thing where, you know, you have multiple dates and, you know, you get to talk to somebody all the time and spend hours on the phone figuring them out. And sometimes I feel like a lot of bulls don't want to ask questions because they feel like, it 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 shows the it shows that they don't know what they're doing when we all know the exact opposite is true you know like when you ask questions it shows a willingness to want to want to know to want to learn so you know the information that you get from the husband you know i i look at the husband as cheat sheets you know, y'all are, y'all, y'all are like the cliff notes. You know? Cliff notes. Yeah, you know, we get... We get they, they, always say, they always say the conduit to a hot wife is through the cock. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I second, third, and, 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 and fourth that. 
you know, um, but if I were to say, you know, answering the flip side of your question of as far as, you know, it, it bothers me when husbands blank, you know, from a communication standpoint, you know, it's the ones who they only seem to be engaged when when you're talking about something sexual. Now, there are some guys who they're cool with that, you know, but for me, you know, I like to be able to talk about different stuff. You know? I don't want to say it's like a glaring red flag that the only thing you can talk about is something sexual, but it certainly gives us pause because, again, like everything we like about the best parts of this have to do with a bond that forms with everybody. If that's all you can think, no, no long lasting relationship lives on just sex. Mm-hmm. And if that's all you can talk about, then there's going to be other problems. And that's, it's also not all, even though that's the context you meet us in most likely, right? <laughs> it's not, all, it's not all, but it's also not all any of us are. I mean, I, you know, I think about the people that we have the best time with and the, and the closest relationship with and, there's sex and fucking and all kinds of things are happening. Uh, but there's downtimes too, where you're just having a drink or sometimes you're just on the bed, enjoying each other's company. And if you can't talk about your kids or a TV show or your sports team, or you know, I know Michael and I have bonded over comic books a lot, but or whatever, right. But if you can't do any of those things, it's just, it is just sex at that point And it's not going to last. Now, my wife may have, love the sex and fuck you a whole bunch, but it's not going to be anything ever more than that, you know? And that's, I can't speak for everybody, but in our dynamic and kind of where we are, that's what we are usually looking for is connection. You know, a romp is great for her and she enjoys that, but if we can't all connect in some way, that's kind of all it's okay. That's all it is. And we've experienced that where we've actually made the transition to, you know, becoming friends. I mean, we actually hung out this past weekend uh, with one of her favorite polls uh, watching the, the football games. And we're at the bar and nothing else happened. Um, it's ironic because we were actually dropping our daughter out off on a date. But um, so we're waiting for her to finish up. And, and we just hung out. And it was great. I mean, we joked and sure there was some flirting and there was some of that sexual tension, which, you know, drove him nuts and they're going to make up for it, you know, this weekend. But it, it's just great that the three of us could sit there, enjoy a drink, ch- talk about the games, root against the Patriots and have oh, a fun night. Yeah, yeah all for that. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> you know, so um, the other thing that I wanted to get you guys perspective on um, is how much does your wife feed off of, you know, off of your connection with the bull? Like, is it something that you even notice? Like, do you notice if she's more engaged, the more that you are engaged, or is she pretty much consistent regardless of how the bull is treating you? And uh, again, we'll start with uh, S at the top in the Gibson shirt. <laughs> Um, you know what? Um, my wife Z, uh, she's it's very important to her. Um, we've had um, situations, um, uh, one bull in particular, where um, you know, in early in our dynamic, it was always like if he came over to our place, he would um, he would spend the night in uh, in our room, the two of them together, and I'd be in another room. And the thing was. We, we started to bond, the three of us, and, and, and got closer and closer as friends. 
And then, you know, fast forward to, you know, later on in our relationship, I, I remember we went to, we were in Niagara Falls for a weekend and, um, you know, we were doing all the couple things that we normally do. And I had a separate room to go to and Z and my wife Z goes, you know what? I want you to stay with us tonight. So we had this massive California bed. Uh, now the two of them were snuggled in one corner. I was caged in my corner. But the point is, is that we, we developed such a bond and a friendship that it was comfortable. We're all together and still kept the dynamic, in, in, uh, you know, uh, going, but it was just, it felt also kind of like a friendship thing. And it, it just became so much so that, you know, while we were in cuckold mode, we were in full on cuckold mode. But once, uh, once that was done, then we were just like full on friends. We talked about whatever, the three of us, and, and it was very comfortable and, and a really great way to be with, uh, with that third person. Right? No, absolutely. I've, I've, you know, you know, from my perspective, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, share one of those California sized beds with, with, with couples and it definitely takes things up a notch when you, when, 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 when you're able to do it. Um, actually one of my favorite aspects of doing it is, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to this later on in the conversation as well, but just knowing how much a lot, most husbands enjoy taking pictures and knowing that when we're all in the same bed and it, it's the middle of the night and the room is dark and things start to happen, you know that he can't pull out the camera because the light would just kill, you know, it would just kill us, you know? So it's, it's, it's this, it's, it's having fun with the feeling of knowing that his ears are so dialed up, you know, because he can't really see anything, you know, he can't take any pictures. And so, you know, that, you know, in that, particular time as it's going on he's fully in the moment you know he's not living through the camera um so you know and like you said it's 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 fun to know that you're kind of on your side with her and he's right there but he's on his side you know and it it just it just means something more as opposed to having him in a different room you know yeah so uh, uh what about you uh has real cuckolding. <laughs> um, it's very similar. I, it, it, it's important to us that it, yes, the answer, the short answer is yes. Like uh, we, she says all the time and it's like sort of a mantra of the way our, our dynamic has, has evolved that um, we feel close sexually. She and I, when she's with other people. And so that's me seeing it, and her knowing that I'm excited and I, I'm friends with the, with the, with her, with who she's with and, and that we have a connection. All three of us is very important to how it all plays out because that's how she and I experience, you know, that is one of the ways, not the only way, but that's a big part of the way that she and I experience our sexuality together, especially considering I'm, I'm caged 24 seven and, and you know, I, I, I don't have intercourse with my wife. So uh, that that bonding is very important to like the entire dynamic functioning. Okay. And R, how about you same question to you? Like, do you, and I'll, I'll re go over the question again in case any of my listeners have kind of forgotten it. But the question was, do you notice a change in her energy or her 
excitement about things when you have a good relationship with the bull? Like when, when you're actively engaged in some way, shape or form, like, do you notice how it affects her, if at all? Or is she just consistently the same, no matter how the bull and your dynamic is? I know it's definitely um, a part of it. And she has two regular bulls and depending on which one, but one tends to get more engaged and he will tease me beforehand. And it really, you know, drives, sorry, I'm nuts. Sorry about that. Um, and, you know, so she will get really engaged at that point and just feed off that energy of seeing the dynamic between him and myself. And then her other one, it's more in the moment. Um, sometimes I will be in the room, other times I won't. But if I'm not, he makes sure that he's sending me pictures with captions, um, letting me know what he's doing. And you could tell that it totally energizes her. And it, she comes back engaged and wanting to tell me what she was feeling in those moments. So for sure, that interaction is, I think, critical. All right. And P, same, same, same scenario to you. Um, if, if the two of us, if the bull and I are not engaged, I don't think it takes away from her experience. She has got plenty going on, uh, without that. But when there, when there is engagement there, I definitely see it go up a couple notches. I definitely see her look at this and go, okay. This is, she kind of steps back from the moment and I can see the difference in her energy. So it definitely increases the energy. Okay. Um, something else that I wanted to ask you guys was, with, I guess the, 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 the flip side of that is, do you current, does she currently see anyone regardless of how frequently or infrequently that being totally honest, there's not the best communication with, or are you all in situations where the guy she currently has in rotation, you have great relationships with like, is there room for improvement in any of those dynamics or is everything great? Again, being totally honest. And uh, again, Mr. Gibson, we'll start with you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know what? She's she's currently seeing one bull who's um, relatively new to the whole uh, scene, and so um, that bond that, that I was talking about earlier with a bull, it's not fully there yet, but we're working on it, and I can tell that he's genuinely trying. Um, I think that. Um, it's it's uh, it's you know every every situation is always different and every bull is different and every person you come across is different. So it's just more so about trying to you know navigate with you know whoever that person is and and, and I think um, um, you know the, the more time you kind of spend together and try to bond together. Like I, I always say to to Z, whomever it is, like I need to have my own personal dialogue with whomever that bull is. Um, and so, you know, him and I need to exchange numbers immediately and just have our own private text and, and be able to just communicate and try to build that bond. 
Um, so yeah, like so uh, right now, currently, yeah, there's a guy that we're we're seeing that's you know that I'm that I'm building that relationship with, but it is coming. So it's um, it's you know sometimes it just takes time. It just depends on the person and where they're at and, and whatnot. And um, uh, like I said, no 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 relationship is ever perfect. It, it always takes some work from all sides, right? And as a couple, I think you know I I do my best. Because I know, let's say, you know, specifically that she might like this guy a lot. And I try my best to, to form that bond with him because I want to make her happy. So, you know, you, you, you do your best from, from your side and, and try to make it all work. Okay. And uh, other S? Yeah. Okay. Well, so all these, all the relationships we have are ranges, of course. And so on, on one end, there's like, probably are there's some people who have close friends the bond is great he and i talk and 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 are regularly communicate do things without you know you do things together we vacation this person vacations with us etc so on and there's and for example a new person and i wouldn't say the communication isn't there or that it's bad i would say the truth the truthy answer is to say that it there's a lot there's room for it to grow because right now it's it's very focused on just when we're together as opposed to you know, like like, like uh, Mr. Mr. Gibson was saying, the other S was saying that you know it, it, that there's a lot of communication outside of that, and there's just not yet. But so there's room for that to grow. And that's how I look at it. As long as she's happy, and because of the way we play, like sometimes I'm there and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I know and sometimes I don't. It's not that's not you know. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of different ways. Like, there's a lot of different vectors for communication in that as well. But. Um, we, there's nobody I can think of where I think it's been bad or if it has been bad, it hasn't been bad for very long because she just doesn't usually keep that person around because it's so communication is important to both of us, especially to her. But, uh, I'd say right now with like her newest, with, with her newest man, it's about, it, it's, it's building. And so I'm excited to see where we'll go. Although I don't think we're at the end of that journey. Okay. And, uh, R, how about you? Same, same question. Yeah, no, there's definitely one guy that she sees and it, it's not by any means on a regular basis, but there's um, nothing but a physical attraction between the two of them. Uh, you know, he respects us as a couple. We hit it off when we met with him, but they don't even text amongst themselves too often. It's really the booty call and she loves it. And I prefer not to be there. Um, he he doesn't necessarily understand the full dynamic. He wants me to more participate, um, you know, in terms of like a threesome. Uh, but I said, no, go enjoy it. And he's totally engaged. That he has no problem with that. And so if she meets him, she will go, you know, solo. Sometimes I'll, you know, drive around or drop her off and, you know, go for, you know, drive for two hours or you know, find a local bar. But, um, it's interesting because again, he doesn't even engage with her until it's that time or she reaches out to him and say, Hey, what's up? You know, can we meet this month? Um, so yeah, it's definitely a dynamic and he's the one exception to the, the level of interaction we have the other two. Okay. And, and P how about you? You know, it's hard to follow up from these guys because the, they cover so many of the bases and, uh, I just brought up something that was really on, on topic or on point for me, but, um, uh, my better half has one relationship that is ongoing for like five years and during most of it it was when i could never be there and now i've had the opportunity to be around when they're together and it's like i want no it's like this is her boyfriend i want no involvement it's their time 
It's that they have a different relationship. Now that takes it to, that's not a bull, right? That's as close to a boyfriend as you can get, but I've been told I can be there. And I'm like, I don't want to. (laughs) And I think that crosses the line for me of there's something there that's not just sexual. I'm very comfortable with it. You know, it's not threat to us. It's meaningful to both of them. I don't want to be in the middle of that. In terms of bull, um, in most cases, I I think we have determined recently, um, as we've looked more for something like that in, in our relationship, that I haven't been a part of the communication other than vetting at the very beginning meet and greet where I want to make it very clear that if I'm not around, that's fine. But I care about safety. I care about her happiness. And that's all it is. It's like your daughter's first boyfriend, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to clean my shotgun while we're we're having a (laughs) conversation. Um, And what I'm finding now is an evolution to saying, I can't, necessarily leave it up to expect her to voice it and just because he says he's a bull i can't believe that he does we have to have some conversation and have some more open communication and so right now there's a a a gentleman involved that i am texting separately we're talking we're discussing different parts about this relationship that really hasn't happened before. And I think that's going to be a new norm for us. That mm-hmm. I can't expect him to do all the proper uh, conversations, to do all the proper questioning. I can't expect her to be looking to do that, um, which is difficult for me because in this situation, I want to not be the leader. Right. I, I want to be, okay, where, well, how do you want me in this situation? And I can go with that flow. Um, but I'm finding that without my voice, then it's not going where she wants it to go necessarily, and it's definitely not going where I want it to go. Very good. Uh, thank you for, for, for bringing that up. Uh, one of the reasons why I really wanted to have this conversation is, you know, I... I I stay paying attention to everything that's that's going on about the lifestyle, you know, the conversations that people are having, you know, things that I see at, at social gatherings like Splash. Like I'm I'm always in this kind of observing mode and and taking the temperature, you know, of the lifestyle. And it's very easy from the outside looking in to feel like like it's almost like a relay race. Like it's almost like the husbands are handing the baton of their wife to the bull and then they, they stop, they stop running. Like they continue on the race and the husband, you know, he's done his part. He's made the connection and put them together and vetted them. And now they, they, they kind of go off running the race. And I just see it as this kind of um, situation that's kind of underneath the surface where it's, I don't want to say the husbands are an afterthought, but at the same time, 
that is the feeling that I get. Like, like so much is talked about in the sense of it's all about her. It's all about her happiness. It's all about her. And like that message is just like pounded into the table. And I agree with that to an extent, you know, like, yes, it's, it's, it is about her. Yes. She is the focal point, but I don't feel like it should come at the expense of what his particular, you know, particular needs are. And what I see happening sometimes is, you know, the wives are given a tremendous amount of power in, in these dynamics. And sometimes what happens is they get so much power that it's like, okay, you're, you're being given this power, but don't forget about the responsibility that comes with that power. You know, like just because your husband wants to make it all about you, it doesn't really work when you also make it all about you because now it's completely about you and he's kind of left, you know, on the outside. So by him deferring to you and making it all about you, but part of that responsibility is it falls on you to make sure that it's at least somewhat about him too, you know? Um, and I think that I don't want to say husbands are reluctant to speak up, but I've talked to husbands through the years that they feel like if they do speak up, then they aren't being true to what they feel cuckolding is about. Like it almost feels like if they voice the slightest thing that it, 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 they feel like it comes off as being selfish, you know, like you shouldn't be worried about your needs. You should be worried about her needs. Uh, what you got there? <laughs> yeah, I have lots of thoughts about this. So yeah, you, go ahead. Yeah. Say you, you hit the nail on the head for me, which is, okay, I want this to be about her. I want, I want to enjoy, you know, I want to enjoy through her, but you also have to understand in some of these dynamics, FLR and, and cuckolding and okay, if I'm caged X amount of time, my sex life has now come to enjoying your sex life. And our interaction is not traditional. So if my sex life is through your sex life and you're not including me in that, you're not understanding day to day that I'm dealing with something because I'm caged. Uh, that's really, you can feel neglected. And then you feel guilty because you feel neglected because it's supposed to be about her and not about you. Right. That can really lead into circles. And uh, I think your latest podcast with um, Drew and Cassie commented, uh, there was something in there. He goes, this isn't easy. Right. <laughs> you know, this is advanced. And, and there are these times and to realize that no matter how far you in a, are in on this, you're going to have these issues where what's that parody and how do I get a certain level of satisfaction that I'm happy while I'm seeing you have this. I think this goes back, if I, if I can jump in for a second, to like a common, a, a common misperception about 
and cuckolding and cucks in the dynamic generally, which is that cucks aren't willing, that they aren't they aren't a participant in this. And so you watch porn or whatever, and the, the guy's in the corner, like slowly weeping while his wife is doing <laughs> that. That's not, that's not, if you're, I don't want to say that's not, I, I never want to judge how anybody else does it. I'll say this, that most of the people I know who are in healthy, happy relationships and, and living this lifestyle all the time, that's not what's good. That's well, not at all. I'll say it. It's not real. <laughs> it's not, no, it's, it's not it's, real. It's, it's so, if, once you realize, and, for cucks who are in the position that you just described, and I see that a lot from people too, where they're like, I have to defer on everything. And then you get in like a weird situation where you don't feel comfortable with your with your own wife and cuckoldress. That's not great. So the thing is this, is that if you're willing on the journey and you're doing it together, um, it, that you don't have to be getting the same thing out of it. To both be getting something out. Right. And so part of it, I, when, when you were saying, Michael, that made a lot of sense to me, that I think is important to remember is that it's both parties are getting something and the couple just asks because she loves you and she wants to know, how do I play? How do I emphasize what you get out of this relationship mm-hmm. and, and also maximize what I get out of the relationship? He has this great expression that she uses to describe it as being a couple dress is a careful balance of how did she say it? Of, uh, you know, attention to detail and not giving a fuck. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's like, beautiful. That's that's very yeah. that's very on point. <laughs> and part of the and what, the profound part of that to me is that part of the detail, maybe for me, but and maybe for all of you, is that you want to feel like she doesn't give a fuck, but that at the same time she's also right there with you and for you. And so she wants what she wants. Relation. She has her relationships. They're sexual. They're emotional. There's all those things that happen. And that is an orbit around our marriage. And she knows that she understands the gravitational pull between those two things. And it's like, I'm turned on, for example, I'm turned on by jealousy. We both enjoy humiliation. She's turned on by jealousy. So she plays with those things, right? Because she knows that that's something I enjoy. And she has to know that. And you, you work that out together. But the, the, the number one thing, the core of all this is that the cuts are not, they're willing. They aren't. This was negotiated. You talked about this together. You see this, uh, it, what, whatever version of iteration of this you can think of or analogy you can draw between other elements of the lifestyle, if it's bondage or BDSM, that person in the cage, whether it's on your cock or you live in the cage in the house in the basement or whatever, that person chose that relationship with somebody else. And then that other person who's doing that is the only person, especially in cuckolding, is the only person who can do that to him. <laughs> only my wife can do this with me. I can't. I can't have a, 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 a trusting jealousy with somebody I don't have a loving relationship with because you don't have the trust, right? And so, uh, to make all of that work, just remember—I guess I'm talking not to these to these experienced gentlemen, but to people who might be listening—that they're willing, and you you've negotiated the loss of some control for for things that heighten your sexuality and vice versa for her. Absolutely. And you know what, just to, just to add to that, I mean, I, I mean, we've been in situations where sometimes, you know, and I'm sure all of you have where you're not sure, or you feel uncomfortable or things don't feel totally in sync. And that's when you have to kind of step back with your partner and, and, and communicate. And I think that's, and it, it, you know, I mean, we all say that, and, and that's probably the most important things. I can't tell you how many times Z and I have sat uh, you know, in this very same room <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning with a glass of wine talking about a specific goal or a situation or what I need, what do you need? You know, 
and and you need to you need to really be on in sync with these things because there's going to come up there's situations that are going to come up no matter what that are going to make one of you uncomfortable in some way. Um, and if you as a cop, you need to you need to voice these things to your to your, to your other half because you yeah. can't go through life and be unhappy about it and keep your mouth shut because you're a couple. I mean, there's there's a way to talk to your wife and be able to communicate this out and and then just make you both happy moving forward. Being a cuck does not mean you sublimate every desire that you have to your wife. Absolutely, it, me- it means that you you have just dis- you have decided together what works for you, and you're both getting something out of it. And I'm actually like I'm one of those people who like I don't want to insert myself too much. It's sort of like what Pete was saying. There's elements and relationships that she has that I I something I don't I'm I just don't want to insert myself. I want to feel like she'll she's going to do what she's going to do and. We've already worked out how we're going to feel about it. And if there's a correction that has to happen, then we'll make that together. But it, it's please, please, please remember that the cups are willing participants. They aren't just being cheated on. Right. Yes, absolutely. Even if that, even if that's the fantasy, they're still willing participants in that fantasy. Um, one of the things that I want, I want to add. I know that all kinds of people, uh, you know, listen to my podcast, even, you know, among uh, guys that whether they see themselves as bulls or aspire to be bulls. One of the things that you guys always hear me say is there's a big difference between a bull and a guy that, you know, just wants to fuck your wife. I know that for a lot of the guys listening to this or out there who aren't listening and who just are going through this lifestyle, I'll be honest they could give two shits about you. Like their, their, their focus is what do I have to do to get this woman? They see you guys as, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but like I said earlier, like a means to an end. An obstacle. I don't even want to say, say an, an obstacle. Like they know that they have to go through you to get to her. But if they had it their way, you would, you know, you would drop her off, pick her up, they would never have to talk to you, never have to be involved with you, deal with you, anything like that. This conversation is not directed towards those guys. This conversation is directed at the guys who pride themselves not only on being a bull, but are constantly striving to be better. And what I would say to those guys, one of the things that I've learned and you know, I, I say it on my podcast all the time. I'm I'm an energy-based person. Everything that I do is predicated on the energy that I'm getting from another person. And what I've learned is, you know, the 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 wife is like a fireplace to me in that whether it's something that I'm doing or something that her husband is doing, it's contributing to the amount of energy that she is giving off. And for me, my objective is what can I do to have this woman's energy as high as it can possibly be? And for a lot of for a lot of wives, that is if you can find some way to involve my husband in some way, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's mentally, that is going to have a positive effect on her energy. And so using the fireplace analogy, I'm trying to throw as many logs on that fire as I can because I want it to be as hot as possible. And so I've learned that, hey, if I have her husband on this ride with us, 
that's going to increase her energy, which at the end of the day gives me a better experience because now I'm getting this woman who is so charged up that she's throwing everything at me and I'm getting everything I could possibly want and, and more. And I just, that's something that for those guys out there who are truly trying to be better, you know, I would implore them to pay attention to that, pay attention to how she responds when he's involved. Because one of the things that I've noticed, and maybe you guys have noticed this in your own wives, but oftentimes I see wives trying to wear two hats when, when, when you're in a session, when you're, you know, when you're in something with a couple. And that is the one hat is I need to pay attention to my bull. And the other hat is I need to pay attention to my husband because they know that if they don't pay attention to their husband, their bull is so focused on them that their husband is probably going to be ignored. So they're constantly walking this line where they're trying to play both sides because they feel like there's no direct connection between the two of them. So one of the things that I enjoy is giving her that sense, giving her that feel that, you know what, you don't have to wear two hats. I've got your husband. I've talked to you both. I know what he likes. I know what he's into. At least for this session that we're together, I've got this. So that she's then freed up to so to solely focus her attention on me because she feels comfortable letting me drive knowing that okay he's going to make sure that my husband is getting the involvement the stimulation the interaction you know that he needs and you can see kind of the sense that comes over her when she knows okay I don't have to worry about my husband because he's in good hands you know, and that's something that I wish and I hope that the guys who want to excel at this lifestyle and who want to be better examples of, of what a proper bull is, that's something that I really hope that they understand or, and, and are able to see and are able to, to, to put into practice. So I guess I would ask you guys, is that something that you've experienced firsthand? Like, have you been in a situation with your wife where you can see or you can sense that, okay, this bull is driving and he's taking care of both of us. I mean, you guys can just chime in. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, you, you spoke up first, Mr. Gibson, so won't you go ahead? <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, we, we've had bulls in our in our in, uh, in our. Uh, relationship or we've had bulls that uh, were exactly what you just said you know what those are rare finds um that's a that's a really um you know a, a bull who knows who understands um all the nuances that go on with a couple like us and and you know and, and when, when when we're vetting a bull a lot of the times these are the type of questions as a cuckold that i ask um you know and, and you and when you get that kind of sense from from my aspect you're like Oh, awesome. This guy's the kind of guy who's going to you know, try to make it, you know, so that we all, we both work together. Um, but it's, it's not always the case, right? So, you know, you have to hope that you find that kind of guy. Um, but yeah, no, that's, 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 that's your best case scenario when you have a bull who understands both of you and who's going to take the driver's seat. And, you know, you know, to be a little bit blunt, they always say, 
you know, a bull, a bull is not there to just fuck the wife. He's there to fuck you both. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I agree. And I agree with that. Understands that is like you know, it's like gold, right? So, I think it's also important for them to understand that they they have to adapt as well. And we yeah. have one guy who Em's been with now for just over a year, and admittedly, he got into this inexperienced, but he was approached by a couple at a club. And that's it. That was his first exposure. And when he reached out to us, he said, I want to learn how to do this. And I think it was actually S who shared a, a blog or an article with me that I then forwarded on to him. And he's worked very hard. He's asked all the right questions. And it went from because I do enjoy the humiliation part where he would apologize afterwards to me. And that was in the <laughs> early time to now where, you know, there is no apologies. He is now sending me stuff in the middle of the day at work, telling me what he's going to be doing and what I need to be doing, what drink I need to have prepared for him when he comes over. And he really worked at becoming the you know perfect bull. I mean, I would not have been a bull a year ago um, now. Full on, 100%. And it's because he wanted to get better and wanted to, you know, interact and, and enjoy us as a couple and get to understand what got us both going. Yeah, I know something interesting is happening when there's somebody new and D says he's got ideas. That means, and I know that that means that he's got plans for everybody. He's, he's inspiring her to do things. That's when they start, con- you know, he wants to contact you and involve me. When that's and almost back to like more of your earlier questions, Michael, is if that's the sort of energy that we all thrive on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we need to send a bunch from the Irish certification school. Here's how you learn <laughs> what to do and the next steps. And, and, and our, intro- our introduction to it was funny because it was, we didn't know what a bull was. We didn't know that part of the lifestyle. And this guy pulled me in to make it such. And it was a turn on for both of us. And then trying to replicate that has been very difficult. Now, part of that is COVID and all of that. But um, that's where I find that, you know, the people there, like, Ar said, you need to be asking the questions. You need to know, as Michael said, what both sides of the couple want. Because you're not always going to get... These are difficult questions to ask, right? These are questions that you're not used to answering day to day. And you're not always going to get the full story out of one or the other in a couple because they're both coming from slightly different angles. Um, You need to be asking those questions to have that right feel and figure out where you're, what lane you're going to be in with that couple. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of lighten the mood up a, a little bit here. Um, not that I don't love getting deep, but just to, to bring a little levity to it. <laughs> Is that a pun, Michael? You love getting deep or what? Yeah. Hey, man, you, you, you take it how you, you want it. by four cucks? <laughs> 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 you ever had to deal with four cucks at once, Michael? <laughs> Shit, hell yeah. <laughs> you remember, I'm the guy that hosted, right, right, the, right. the, that hosted the cocktail party. <laughs> um but what I wanted to bring up, because I, I I know that you know, like I said, I've I've been to my, you know I've I've hosted parties for a long time now, and I've I've been in situations where I'm talking to a group of guys, and they're kind of, you know, having their little, you know, bitch and moan session. I hate it when the guys do this or when the husbands do this, that, and the third. So I, I've been a privy to these conversations, and 
one of the things that often comes up, and I, I'll go first on talking about it from the Bulls' perspective, is the subject of uh, pictures and videos. And as a Bull, I, I always try to keep in mind you know what the husband wants to see and i try to make sure that i that i get that that i get that for him but sometimes what happens with husbands is let's 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 just let's just call it they can be a little over enthusiastic and a few things they don't always read the room when it comes to pictures um, I can't tell you how many pictures I have on my phone and videos of wives with this really pissed off look on their face, <laughs> like swiping at the camera, you, you know, like swinging at it, whether it's to knock it out of his hand or get that light out of my face or, 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 or whatever. And, you know, and that what I alluded to earlier, that's one of the reasons why I kind of enjoy the situation where you're in the same bed and it's the middle of the night because you totally remove the camera from the equation. Um, but you know, they can be over enthusiastic. And like I said, not, not reading the room. In other words, if I could get something across, it would be a, not every session is going to be a porn shoot. Like sometimes you need to be happy with just putting a static camera in the corner or setting up the iPad on the, like you're not gonna be able to get the perfectly lit, perfectly timed cum shot, you know, like this, it's not a porn shoot, you know, and some husbands can be very intrusive. I, I've literally been in situations where I've had a husband like move my arm, like, can you put your arm right here? you know, like, like treating me almost like I'm a prop in his scene. And that is an immediate turnoff. Like, dude, I, I get that you want to take pictures, but you should be on the peripheral, peripheral of what's going on. Like we, neither one of us should feel like the, you know, like the camera is dictating what's going on. Like the camera should be capturing what's going on not dictating what's going on. And to me, like there's a difference in those two things. And I would be curious to hear not just the rosy good stuff, but your evolution. Like in the beginning, were you that type of husband? Like I've, I've talked to husbands that have like terabytes of footage. Like they want to record everything. Um, so I'm curious in your journey, were you ever that husband that was too intrusive with the camera? Like did you have to learn to kind of figure out kind of when to zoom in, when to zoom out, when to use a handheld camera versus a static camera. Like what has that journey been like for you? Were there ever any like awkward moments or were you just a prodigy with the camera from the very beginning? I want to start with you S in, in Texas, real cuckolding. Um, I, I've definitely evolved a lot on this front. I don't think that I was ever the guy who would like move your arm or get in the way. But I like to have, we used to like to have a lot of video. I just think over the years, I, we have a lot of things changed, right? And talking, the camera has, I was, I was never the Coppola of this anyway, but um, the, uh, yeah, I, we've evolved. I'd rather just be in the moment now. 
and we take pictures still and there's video and there's videos of a lot of different things. But over the years, it's become way less important to, to, like, to have, you know, to be a videographer for every moment of it than it has been to be present for it. And there's a big difference between, you know, it, it, watching what you're seeing right in front of you and the intimacy between your wife and another man that she's really into and all of that through the lens of your camera and, and then also just seeing it there and, and being part of it. And so uh, while we do have tons of video and pictures and such, um, uh, and we used to be way more diligent about it anymore, I just really try to enjoy the moment. And I would, I would recommend to people who, who might get stuck in their camera to remember that, you're filming something that's actually happening and uh, you probably will enjoy watching that and you'll remember it. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's going to, it's going to burn itself into your memory. You'll be okay. Actually, before you, other, before anybody else responds, I want to respond to what S just said. What you know what it reminds me of? And I'm we've all been in this situation. I'm sure is when you go to a concert and you look over and there's somebody watching the concert through their phone and you almost want to say to them, like, you're, you're missing the show. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, I, I understand that you want to record it, but this person is on stage right in front of you and you're missing it. I know that you probably don't think that you're missing it, but it's a completely different experience watching a concert through your phone or through your camera versus actually watching it. I went to a concert a few years ago I'm a really big uh, Jamiroquai fan, and I, I got to see them perform in New York. And I tried to record some of it. I maybe got total maybe three minutes of footage for the whole con- Like I couldn't do it. Like standing there holding it just felt completely different from just being in the moment, you know? And how often do you watch that video from the concert? You know? I actually, do you watch I, it? I know. The, the video that I shot myself barely ever the video right. that other people took at the concert where it's like the full performance I, I watch it frequently so i'm thankful that there were people there who were filming it but at the same time i feel bad like if you could put your camera on a tripod or something and have it doing its thing that's completely different than holding the camera and actually putting in effort to try to get you know to try to get you know, uh, you know, certain shots and, and everything like that. And so, okay. Uh, as I'm, I'm curious in the beginning, were you always good with the camera or did you have those awkward baby steps as well in the beginning? Me? Or- yeah, no, you, you as real cuckolding already went. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, um, you know what, in the beginning, um, I, I mean, I'm going to probably reiterate what, uh, the other S just said, um, in the beginning, yeah, I was like, you know, Mr. Camera Guy. Uh, I wanted to get all this footage, and I was always constantly filming and this and this and that. But then, um, as as time went on, yeah, you, you definitely start to realize that you're really missing it by being behind a camera. Um, and and probably in the last year or two, I would say, I, I don't think we've taken any footage at all. Um, where you know, like my high is being in the moment. I want to be like the cuckold in the moment. I mean, what you just said, Michael, about having someone else uh, filming or, or a camera in a corner just going would probably be the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, you like, you don't want to miss it. You want to be part of it. You want to feel it. You want to, um, you know, so uh, it's, it's, it's become less and less important. And, and as the other has said, 
I mean, you film it, you watch it once or twice when it just did like the day after or whatever, oh, that was hot, that was cool. Uh, and then, you know, that film gets shoved in a corner, but the memory of it gets left in your head. It's burned in there way deeper than any film because you were there, you were part of it, you were engaged. And I think that's probably the most, uh, you know, for me personally, that's, that's where I like to be. All right, P, how about you? What are, has there been an evolution for you as, as far as, as filming? Like, where, what are your thoughts when it comes to filming? Okay, so first of all, we've got to define this. So GTA Hot Wife, you are now S1. Yeah, 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 you're S1. S, you are now S2. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is just way too crazy. Um, I have never been one about the camera. I don't want to intrude on the bull space without knowing that that's really cool with them. Um, I don't always want to intrude on my wife's face. And what I always am aware of is she's going to look at this and go, Oh God, how'd you get that angle? Oh, I, I look fat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, all of those things that as the spouse we do it. Um, in this lifestyle, the most powerful sex organ is the brain, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to replay it here up in my head, not, watch it and so the video footage i do have is stuff that's really been requested by one or the other um i can't say i really look at it very often but i'm replaying that image because i watched the concert live um i'm replaying that not what's on my phone or a camera all right or how about you what are your thoughts on video and pictures no, I'm right there with P. I mean, I was never one of those that records. I, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a concert ticket and watching it on a three inch screen, you know, <laughs> um, in, interestingly, you know, it's funny though, the, the Bulls and, and even M have asked me to take a couple more pictures. Um, and what they ended up doing is they use those to, to tease me later on. Um, but it's not, it's not the videos. It's, it's just, because I think once you pull out the camera, it becomes a performance versus just them engaging with each other. Cause it, you cannot forget it's there once you know it's out. So I'd rather just be natural and sit back. And like I said, it's let the brain replay it as much as you want, whenever you want. And that's all you need. You know, my, back and some of the sexiest, most exciting pictures we have now are of the three of us, or sometimes just the two of them, in like candid things, like on vacation, <laughs> kissing at the bar, just chatting for a second, like a selfie with all of us in it. We think this is where we are. We've chosen this lifestyle, and these people are in it, and we had these moments together. Everyone's clothes are on, you know. And I mean, there's plenty of naked pictures too. But at the end of the day, like I'm thinking one in particular. It's one of my favorites, and. And it's it's just a, her, her boyfriend, and me. And we're all in it together, and that's a great picture. That's way hotter. In some very very recently, actually this week, had a situation where she was with a gentleman we met at Splash, who was in town, and I'm working, and I'm getting pictures, and they're coming from my wife's phone, but he's taking it. That's right, and. That were the best. Those were the best pictures because they did not need to include me in that. But instead of me being at work and she's off having fun, I was now part of that. Absolutely. That 
that was so cool to me. That was such a great piece that I felt, even though I, I was not there, he flew in, was in for a night. She saw him. He left. I never saw him. I felt more included in that than a lot that I've been there for. And that, that kind of stresses the, uh, the importance of, of why I, I, I wanted to do this and that there are so many benefits to, you know, to involving the husband. And, and, and one of the things that's at the top is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a surefire way to become one of her favorites. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a surefire way to move to the top of the list, you know, because it makes her, not only does it make her happy, but a lot of the wives, they, 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 you know, they want to be good cuckoldresses. Like they understand the power that's been placed in their hands and they don't want they don't want to fuck up. So when they know that they're not the only ones doing the heavy lifting, that this person is is helping them with that, that this person, like 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 S said, this person is coming up with ideas on how to involve her husband. They fucking love that because they get to share in the, you know, in the involving him it's not all on on their shoulders it's not all on their plate so again talking to the guys out there and i know you're out there talking to those guys like like r talked about who want to be better who understand that okay this lifestyle is about more than just getting pussy yeah if that's all you want it, it it's an abundance in this lifestyle like you and that's the thing about this lifestyle is from a single guy's perspective, being totally honest, you don't have to be a competent bull to get a lot of pussy. You don't. You really don't. As long as you're not an asshole, you can get a lot of action in this lifestyle without being a good bull. But if you are, if you do have that desire inside of you, if you do you know, if you're the kind of person, you know, like I, I, I subscribe to the school of thought that there, there, there's a science to everything. You know, there's a rhyme and reason and ebb and flow to, to everything. And if you subscribe to that philosophy and you say, okay, I'm going to get involved with this and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and the best of your ability is not always based on your sexual prowess. If you get that, if you're able to wrap your mind around that and you understand the correlation between the, the energy and the output that you get from her simply by investing time and energy into her husband into her partner, into her best friend, into the father of her children, into her soulmate. Like when you're able to make that correlation and understand that, you know, like there's two ways as a boy, there's two ways to get what you want in this lifestyle. There's a selfish approach and there's an unselfish approach. At the end of the day, you're probably still going to get what you want, but it's going to be so much easier doing it 
by taking the unselfish road. Because now what's coming back on you, you barely have to act. Like, they're happy to give it. Like, the reality is for a lot of couples, as far as bulls go, the bar is set kind of low. It really, like, that's the reality of the situation. Like, you don't have to do a hell of a whole lot to separate yourself from the herd, you know? So if you're able to do certain things and make certain things happen, it, it immediately sets you apart from the majority of the guys that they're probably dealing with or used to dealing with. And it's, 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 it's so, it's so re it's so rewarding. Like, like S S two, sorry, P S two said something earlier. No, I'm sorry. It was S one about, you know, um, you know, fucking the husband as well as fucking the wife and not in a sexual sense, but I've, I've often said something very similar to that in that, one of the things, if you're going to be the type of man in this lifestyle who plays with couples, one of the first things that you need to understand and accept is when you meet them, when you're dealing with them, you're flirting with both of them. Now, that flirting is coming across in different ways. Obviously, with the wife, it's, it's the more traditional, you know, sexual type of flirting. But you're flirting with the husband, too. You're flirting with him in the sense of, I'm trying to find out what this guy likes. I'm trying to make this guy laugh. I'm trying to make this guy think. I'm trying to make, I want this guy to like me. Because I know that, you know, once we get to the point where he likes me as a person, you know, he's, the husbands are the best wingmen ever. Like, once you get them on your side, they're the best wingmen ever. You know, they're they're in their wife's ear. Hey, when are you going to see Mike again? You know, yeah. Mike, hey, you I, a, yeah, I talked to you, Mike. He's free Saturday. You, you, wanna, you know, <laughs> you know like they're, 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 they've constantly got your name on their lips because they they enjoy the experience and they want more of that. So they're going to be your biggest supporter, your biggest cheerleader, you know, your your best wingman. Like they they make the job so much easier and that's one of those things that I just, I wish more guys understood that. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm putting this together and putting this out there because I don't want to assume that they know or hope that they find it. I wanted to put something together to put the information out there so that they can no longer say, oh, well, I didn't know. The information is there. You know, if, if you want to listen to it, this podcast is going to be out there and they're going to listen to the four of you, you know, gentlemen talk. And if they want to truly become standouts in this lifestyle, if they want to get to the all pro Hall of Fame level, then they, they will listen to this and, and take a lot of these messages to heart. Michael, I think you made a phenomenal point. I, I, as you talked about it, it kind of came into focus for me. And I'm, I'm going to kind of put it in a different, a little different light, which is we talked earlier about there's three people in the relationship. They all have needs. When the hot wife knows that the cuck's needs are met, you have a whole different person in front of you than you do before that. Because mm -hmm. now she can be totally free 
your experience as a bull in that situation is totally different and totally better. Absolutely. So not only did you make the puck happy, but you made yourself and the hot wife or the couple this very happy because everybody enjoyed it. So you went out a little bit out of your way to make sure you included that third, but you meet the primary in a whole different world because we are the ones that they go home with, that they do the bills with, that they raise their kids with and all of those things. So there's a whole different level of love and relationship there. But when they know that that spouse of theirs, the cock is handled and happy, they can enjoy this at a whole different level. You're taking the workload off the, uh, off the hollow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and as a bull at that point, you're going to receive the benefit. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the point that I was trying to make about the, the selfish approach versus the unselfish approach. Because yep. at the end of the day, you still achieve the same goal. It's just, do you want to roll that rock uphill or do you want to roll it downhill? You know, and like I said, by, by taking the unselfish approach, not, 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 not only do you get what you want, you know, but it's like, and, and I know Sam is our, I'm sorry, S is our resident Italian here. If anyone has ever been to an Italian family's home, especially when there's a grandmother in the house, they're just throwing food at you. Like all the time, like in the middle of the night, there'll be, you know, pasta ready, you know, like they're just feeding you. And that's what it feels like. Like when you when you take that unselfish approach, when you put their dynamic first, man, she's just feeding you. She, do you want this? Do you want that? You want more of this? You want more of that? Like, it's almost like you have to push push yourself back from the table. Like, no, I'm good. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like no, I'm good because they. You said it though, Michael. Like it's it's it was they before anybody else got there. Right. They decided to do this. Whatever that is within that container, they decided to do that together. And so you're not talking to one person. You're talking to two. And you're it's and it's other thing someone said. I think is really important. And I I hear. Cucks will say this a lot, like people who are, are new to it, and they'll be like, Oh, how do I get my wife to do this? How do I, whatever, why won't she open up? Why isn't it more? And partially, it's it, you've got to listen, you've got to like trust her on these things and let her flourish within it as well. And so, and a, a, a good, a, a good bull helps all of that happen and sees those things and and reacts to it. Because when you, you pressure or push or you know, it's just uncomfortable. That's when the women close down and the cucks need to listen to that too. You know, there's, there's being a good cut, there's being a good bull and there's a lot of stress on her to balance something. And for a lot of women, and I think we went through a little bit of this in the beginning, I'd be curious to hear if other people did as well, where she was always into this, but there was also a fear that was it dangerous? Was you know, what was going on here? Um, like, can I? I think really her fear for us was, can I go too far? Because she was ready, ready to go. And she's like, can I go too far? And you got to remember that that's stressful for her. And that's, I mean, for cucks too, of course. But since this is about the relationship between the cuck and the bull, I, you know, that's for bulls as well. Uh, you know, that's that's a stressful thing for her. When you take that pressure off of her, 
and everybody's happy and everyone's engaged in whatever form that looks like, it just kind of blossoms. And that's where our friendship grows. becomes win-win-win. What, one of the things that I, I, I pride myself on and I, I, I do on a regular basis is, and I'd be curious to know you guys' experience with this, is one of the ways that I enjoy engaging the husbands is it's like an interesting type of partnership. In other words, I like to find out, okay, what, what fantasies do you have about your wife? In other words, I like to use the husband to kind of like use me as a conduit for your desires. Tell me what you want and I will figure out a way to make it happen. Whether it's a situation that you'd like to see her in or something that you'd like to see her experience, you know, I might not necessarily do it exactly the way that you have in mind, but I can give you or at least put in the effort to give you a version of it, you know, and it's almost like the way that I approach the husbands is like we're partners. Like we, we both have the same goal in mind, which is we want to see that woman achieve maximum happiness, um, euphoria, like any, any, whatever word you want to attach to it, we both want the same thing. So how do we work together towards that common goal? You know, and it's fun when you're able to make that whole process happen. In other words, to start from having a conversation with him about a desire that he has, but maybe he's not in the position to make it happen. But he can tell me, and because of the role that I play in her life, I'm able to make it happen. And so then to take it from that first conversation to putting that plan in motion, to all of a sudden getting to the point where she's actually doing it and then have that moment where she's doing it and you make eye contact with the husband and you kind of give the thumbs up like, yeah, <laughs> we did. You know, this is, this is what you wanted and now it's happening. Like that wouldn't happen without that level of communication with him. You know, and it's... Yeah, yeah. it's did you get it all on film? you know so and and like i said that's been the purpose of this of this of this whole thing is just to get people to pay more attention to that dynamic because like i said in the beginning i feel like it doesn't get the attention that it should for being as vital as it as it is and i just wanted to kind of let people know just how much it benefits everybody. Like it benefits, it benefits the wife, it benefits the cuck, it benefits the bull. Like it benefits everybody to have that healthy, thriving, ongoing relationship with the husband. In other words, as a bull, don't be afraid to have that relationship with the husband that is just between you and him. Like, it's okay to be his friend. It's okay to have conversations with him. It's okay to talk with him about stuff that doesn't involve his wife. Like, you'll be surprised at the things that you may have in common. Even if it's the hatred for a certain team, you know, like that, that's, that's somewhere to start. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, it could be a childhood cartoon that you both enjoyed or a love of comic books or a love of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be afraid to explore and and see what's there because at the end of the day, it it benefits it benefits everybody. And I know a lot of guys may look at it like, well, how is me being cool with her husband going to benefit me? You know, he doesn't have the pussy, you know. And it's like, trust me, the the what you get from her when you involve him is going to far eclipse what you get from her when you don't involve him. So in closing, because I, I have to be mindful of the time, in closing, I want to give you guys each an opportunity to kind of say your thoughts on what that bull husband dynamic means to you and your wife. So R, I want you to go first. Sure. No, I think, you know, just getting to know those nuances. And the interesting thing that we're finding is, you know, one example recently, M, you know, wanted to be a little bit more submissive and wanted him to take more control. Um, so I shared that with him. And sure enough, the last time they were together, he was very much in control and she loved it. And that was a position she never thought she would enjoy before, but we communicate and talk all the time. We walk every day and it's always some talk about the couple lifestyle. Um, another thing is it's also learning the things she hates. Like a lot of guys love to use the coconut oil. She hates that. <laughs> it reminds her of cooking Thai food, which she does all the time. And she's like, do not pull that stuff out. It's the biggest turnoff. And thanks I get to the, share that, that with the guys that thanks for the heads <laughs> up. <laughs> well, the guys that asked that question that don't make that mistake, but it's amazing because two of them have done that. And she's like, "No, get this stuff away from me. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see." There's it. coconut oil so, in my bowl bag, so thanks for the heads up. <laughs> take, take it out. Take it out. Um, so it's like we open up and share a lot more because we're comfortable and we have the time to really talk and being able to then share that with those bulls allows them to develop a relationship with her. Without that piece, it takes too long, I think, to evolve into that space. Okay. And uh, P, how about you? Just in closing, what would you like to say about the importance of that dynamic? Like, why is it important to you and your wife? Well, when you look at the conversation we had this evening, um, if you want to be a bull, right? We hear quotes, Bull means a relationship with two other people, not one. Mm -hmm. So if you want to date or see a hot wife, that's different than being a bull in whatever dynamic that looks like. So when you say being a bull, I think the important thing that came out tonight is there's three people in this. And if you don't understand that, then stop trying to say you're a bull because it sounds macho or cool or whatever you think it is. Um, if you go into the understanding that there's three of you in this relationship, I think you, you know, that's, that's the first thing because so many of them, Oh, I want to be a bull, but it's all about, as we said earlier, Oh, I just want to get her alone. I, you know, I want pussy. Well, like you, it was, we commented earlier, you can get that. But that doesn't mean you're a bull. Doesn't mean you're part of that dynamic. Okay, and uh, uh, S one. 
Um, uh, you know, some of the things you said, Michael, about um, about the bowl and um, trying to make uh, the cuckold in- inclusive, and I, 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 you know, just thinking about what you said, um, you know, we've had the extremes on both ends, where I've had a bowl who we shared a video, the two of us, um, where the the cock was lying on the floor, the hot wife was standing over him. Um, she, the, the bull was taken her from behind. And then once he was finished, he, uh, she sat on his face and we both thought it was the hottest thing ever, the bull and I. And fast forward almost a year later because of COVID. Um, and you know, my wife Z and him got together and what do I do? I'm at work and I, I, I get a video from the two of them and he reenacted that video exactly to a T. And I was like blown away. And I thought in my head, wow. Like, you know, this guy went to that level, remembered the video we really enjoyed a year ago, and he reenacted it, and, and, and it was so hot. And at the same time, exactly what you said, it allowed my wife, Z, to really enjoy herself because she didn't have to worry about it. I got my fill from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, like finding that kind of guy or the guy who understands these type of things is, is, is gold. It's like it's a treasure, right? And I think that, you know, the message here to people out there or bulls out there, aspiring bulls, is to, to understand this. And when you do, you're going to reach a new level and, and something that's going to be, you know, a hype for everybody involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now S2 in closing, what would you like to say as far as the importance of that and what it means to you and, and, and your wife? Um, take care with what you've been given. I, th- I think is the message we have. Like it, you've been invited into something special and loving and, and, and when you're, when you're in that relationship with the three people, it's not just respect, but there's also just a certain degree of, of intimacy that comes with that. And so part of me, a good bowl for us, and uh, it's not a word we use very often, but a good bowl for us is um, someone who kind of completes us through them. And so that's just a really special thing. You're kind of you're closing a circle for someone who's, they've chosen something different. This is, this is their marriage. This is how they interact. This is how they love each other. This is how they express that. And you're being invited to be part of that. And it's not just like, something we said over and over again. It's not just being invited to come in and, and fuck someone's wife. It's being invited to come in and be an emotional part of that as well in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever you are on the spectrum, you're being invited to be part of something else. And so, I, I mean, I, not just have respect for the couple, but just remember that that's a big step for people. That's, that's, it's, a lot, it's a lot to ask of the, of, of the bull. It's, it's a lot to take in for the couple as well. And... I guess just recognize how special it is when it all works. No, very good. Very good. Now, one thing I wanted to do uh, tonight was um, everyone knows that I'm very fond of using analogies and, and metaphors. And I've been rolling a new one around in my head that pertains to the lifestyle. And I kind of wanted to debut it uh, this evening during this particular episode and that is, I'm I'm a huge fan of motorsports. I've I've always been a car guy, you know, ever since I was little, and that hasn't changed. And what it got me thinking about was, in motorsports, and for 
a lesser degree, you know, high performance cars, but not so much as motorsports. There's so much technology in the cars, whether you're talking about the onboard computers or the engine or the transmission or the aerodynamics. But as advanced as all of that stuff can be and as finely tuned as all of that stuff can be, an essential part, maybe not the most important part, but a very essential part are the tires because the tires are what actually contacts the road. You can have the best of everything, but if you put shitty tires on a race car, it's not going to do well. And I say that to say, in the context of this lifestyle, you can have the best dynamic with your wife. You can have the best engine, the best aerodynamics, everything, the best communication. But the way that you actually make contact with the lifestyle is by the, the men that you choose together for her to be with. You know, the road is the lifestyle itself, how you navigate it, how you drive through it, how you ride on it. But the way that you make contact with the lifestyle is through the men that she chooses or you choose together for her to be with. And so kind of like the Star Wars analogy that I borrowed, understanding that just because you're not the most important piece doesn't mean that you're not an essential piece. You know, and for those who may not be familiar with the Star Wars analogy, Darth Vader was not the star of those, you know, of those of those first three movies. You know, he was a very essential character and he pretty much stole every scene that he was in. But he was not the star of those movies. If you add up all of his screen time, it wasn't much compared to the Luke's, the Leia's, the Han Solo's like Darth Vader's screen time was I'm sure if you were to add it up was lagging greatly behind the three of them because they were the stars of that movie. But you cannot tell that story without him. You know, so you can be essential without being the most important. And don't underestimate or downplay the importance of your role. So in closing, I, 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 I just wanted to say that. So let me say this, because I had somebody do this to me. When I say goodbye, I'm signing off to the podcast. I'm not kicking you guys off, so don't go anywhere. I, I interviewed a guy the other day, and when I signed off, he just hung up. And I was like, I had to call him back. Like, dude, I, we weren't done talking. I was just ending the, the podcast. You know, so with all that being said, again, I want to thank all you guys for, you know, for participating and, and, and being so candid and you know, and, 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 and sharing all of your, your thoughts and feelings on, on all of these topics. And, you know, hopefully some people will learn something and be enlightened, you know, by, by all of this. So thank you all very much. Thank you to my, you know, my Patreon supporters. As you all know, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for you. For those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, you know, maybe this will be the episode that you hear that will make you decide, uh, you know what, we like what that Michael C. guy is doing and we want to show him some support so he can continue doing what he's doing. Uh, for for everyone listening during Cuck Week, uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully we can make this a regular occurrence because this is a, you know, uh, it's as beautiful as it is fascinating. 
you know, it's probably been the most fascinating thing that I've ever really been a part of. I mean, this lifestyle is it's it's unlike anything else that's that's out there. So for everyone who's participating, whether by writing something or recording something or doing something live or even just listening, you know, hopefully it's given you an increased appreciation of this lifestyle. So with that all being said, I am your host, Michael C. Uh, This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.